keep on. We're good. You are listening to DC's DFS Challenge with your hosts, Chris Pinto and Dan Mader. What's going on, everyone out there? It's DFS Week 2, the DC's DFS Challenge. We're back for our second episode. We're back for Week 2. I'm your host, Dan Mader. Followed with me, my partner in crime, Mr. Chris Pinto. What's going, What's going on, man? On, How are we doing today? Oh, man. We're always doing good in Texas, but a little bit extra special today just because it's my mother-in-law. We celebrated my mother-in-law's birthday today, so we did a little pool time. We did a little grilling. We did a little cake. Uh, it was really fun. I didn't get to jump in the pool, but the kids did. I was too busy uh, putting stuff together for tonight, but everyone was impressed, so it was fun. We had a great time in LaGrange, Texas, home of J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> well, there, that sounds like a great Saturday and it shows you how much warmer Texas is. Cause I just closed up my pool a week ago up here in New Jersey. Cause it's already too cold uh, to even yeah, be oh. thinking about swimming. <laughs> uh, before we get into today's show, we got another great lineup for you guys. Kind of similar to last week. We're going to talk about our, our DraftKings lineups, our FanDuel lineups, uh, a couple sleepers that we have. We're going to have Chaz Flaherty on from sports betting weekly later on in the show and also championshipfootballs.com, which we'll talk about our DraftKings challenge uh contest that we have going you guys for the month of september uh before we get into that so this will actually be the last show that we will be just on twitter and facebook starting next week we are going to be on the radio worldwide sports radio network a station out of long island they are giving us the opportunity to go live with them from 9 30 to 10 30 eastern time on Saturday nights. That is supposed to start as soon as next week. So you guys going to be able to check us out from there. Worldwide Sports Radio News Network.com to check us out where you can go live. I think I believe it's tune in and a lot of online streams. They also have their own Periscope and we'll be live on video and everything like that. So you'll be able to still find us everywhere, but we're going to be a little bit of their different location and hopefully a bigger fan base to be able to help everybody win some money out there. So that's going on with this show. It's also going on with my show, the MD Sanders Football Show. I will be live 12 to 1 on Thursdays and Fridays on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network as well. Tune into at Belly Up MDFF show for more details on that throughout the week. So let's go ahead and get started in today's show, Chris. We want to win some people some money after week two. I had a very successful week one. We did have a winner from the DraftKings contest last week. It was Yaya6363. We will not, we'll leave them nameless for now. They will be an eligible participant in the entry uh, for the DraftKings contest, which is $100 gift card to championshipfootballs.com, which should be enough to get you a souvenir football when we have Chaz Vlari on later on in the show. We'll talk about that some more and some other contests that he is running that you can also be a part of. So to kick things off, Chris, what's some what's, what's your lineup for DraftKings, man? Let's, 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 let's get right into it. Give us your lineup. Give us a couple of statements and a couple of analysis and why you chose some of the guys you did and go for it, man. First of all, how are we not going to talk about you beating me by like three points on that <laughs> Alvin Kamara? I was going to mention it. I was going to let you know. <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat. I was like, you know what? It's fine. Yeah, yeah, 63, 63, beat Dan and I, beat the brakes off of us by about 15 points. But I'm still beating Dan by like four points. And then here <laughs> comes Alvin Kamara catching the pass from Drew Brees, taking it four yards. Next, catch another pass, 
Now he's going to run the ball, and Dan ends up beating me by four points. So hats off to Dan for realizing that Alvin Kamara was going to just beat the brakes off of me uh, because it doesn't matter, right, Dan? If you win by an inch or a mile, a win's a win in fantasy football, baby. Well, I was so, actually pissed off about that game because I was pissed that Latavius Murray had 15 carries. I'm like, I should have had three touchdowns if Alvin Kamara just had half of that. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I should have had even more. But go ahead, Chris. <laughs> I was going to talk about Lat Murray, but all right, fair enough. Uh, so this week, week two, man, I'm changing my strategy up just a little bit. Last week, I had a more balanced approach. This week, you know, I said, you know what? Let's do a little trio for 12. And for me, that means I'm going to pick three guys who – have a lot of potential, a lot of upside uh, that can score over their projection and are going to cost around $12,000. That way I can load up on these big name running backs in my situation, which I really like. I'll go into that in a second. But the three guys that I'm going to talk about right now, one is Russell Gage for $4,800. Then we got Quintez Cephas for $3,800. And then I'm pretty sure Dan's got this guy in his lineup, but I don't really care because it's Scotty Miller, man, for $4,100. And these guys together, about 12 grand, so it opens up your lineup. And why I chose these guys were, let's start with Russell Gage. Last week, he saw 69.6% of the offensive snaps in a 23.1 target share. He ran 41 routes and was targeted twice in the end zone. He ended up going 9-12 for 114 on 55 snaps alone. Uh, this week, huge over-under for the – or huge point spread uh, for the Cowboys game, you know. And they they allowed 269 passing yards, 12 first downs, and they allowed the other team to hold the ball for about 36 minutes. So everyone's down on Julio. We saw what Ridley can do. Any one of these three guys can pop it off. And for 4,800 bucks, Russell Gage is going to see some of that workload. Uh, hopefully, about 24.1% again this week, and he gets 10 catches. It, you know, it's, it just it just pays off for him. Then I got Quintez Cephas who doesn't have Kenny Galladay there again. He saw 10 targets last week and also two red zone targets. He only ran 34 routes, but he was out on the field for about 80% of the time. They're playing Green Bay this week, and Green Bay allowed 12 first downs from passing yards and four passing touchdowns. Uh, Quintez Cephas, maybe not the number one guy in the offense, but he's definitely going to see some work from Matt Stafford. And at 3800 bucks, I'm going to take a flyer on it. The last flyer I'm going to take is Scotty Miller. I mean, everyone knows what the GOAT Tom Brady can do with his, you know, Julian Edelman-esque receiver. And Scotty Miller fills that role. Um, Last week, he had 17.6% of the target share, had 23 routes ran, and then he was targeted six times and caught five balls for 73 yards on only 43 snaps. They're uh, They're playing the Panthers this week, and... With a lot of attention on Mike Evans, I feel like Scotty Miller's the guy right here that could catch a pass uh, in the end zone. Moving down to my cheap, cheap, cheap tight end, Dan. You know I had to bring in a Houston Texan, Jordan Akins, man. Out there for 82% of the offensive snaps. He ran 22 routes. He had one red zone target, which he caught. Now, you know, targeted twice, caught two balls. One is a touchdown for 39 yards, but he was out there for 48 snaps. They're playing against the Ravens this week which should be a pretty high-scoring game. I'm hoping uh, Deshaun Watson, you know, kind of pulls this one out, but we'll have to see about that. Now, let's get to the meat of my team. And I might be putting too much money into this, uh, but I wanted three solid running backs, especially after what Dan did to me last week. So this is a little bit of revenge for Dan. 
Uh, but I'm going to go big on this guy, Zeke Elliott, who's been my my number two running back since the start of the season. At $8,200, he's the man, right? I can just go over stats and stats and stats on this guy. But the two I want to go over is the 10 abated tackles, which is third in the league, only under CMC and Josh Jacobs. And then he has a 40% juke rate, which means pretty much a coin flip. The first defender that's getting to him, he's making a miss. So Zeke Elliott, lock and loaded in this high scoring game, opposite of Russell Gage. I'm putting him in my lineup. And then this guy right here, Derrick Henry, SEC alum, uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars, man, for $7,900. I mean, ridiculous. Nine abated tackles. All the goal line attempts go to this guy. Maybe he gets vultured, maybe he doesn't, but I have a big feeling that Derrick Henry is just going to get a huge workload against these Jacksonville Jaguars, especially with A.J. Brown gone. Um, then in my flex, I had to flex out of running back, and I wanted to get someone in the 3 o'clock game, so I paired it with my quarterback, a little back-ended reverse pair, I guess, but I put Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as my flex running back, uh, stats are amazing on this guy, and he didn't even really catch a pass last week. So his numbers can really only go up or, you know, say about that 25-point range, which is perfect for me. Uh, and then I'm going to pair him with the man himself, man, the half-billion-dollar man, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, not much to say about that guy because he's done it all. So Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa, let's see what y'all can do against Patrick Mahomes. And that's pretty much my lineup, Dan. So hopefully it's locked and loaded. Uh, I know I went a real running back heavy on it, and I'm going to take some flyers on my wide receivers. So I want to see what you have to say about your DraftKings lineup because I'm pretty excited about this week. Yeah, I mean, look, I like your lineup. This has a good strategy to it. Typically speaking, if you're going to take flyers, the wide receiver position is the place to do it. You want to have those, especially in DraftKings, you want to have those running backs who are both going to run and catch the ball. Unless you're Derrick Henry, you're just going to get fed the ball 35 times. So I can't hate you there uh, either. So... But here's what I, I did something a little bit differently this week. Um, this is not something that I will normally suggest to people that they do, but for this week, it kind of lined up a little too perfectly. I'll start off by talking about my two running backs that I have. And that's, I went Jonathan Taylor and I went Naeem Hines on this one. Jonathan Taylor, 5,700. Naeem Hines at 5,300 playing against Minnesota. That defense without the Neil Hunter, without Everson Griffin, is just not the same defense. This Colts team is built around the running back position, whether it's running the football or Phil Rivers passing it down. I truly believe Naeem Hines is for real. I don't believe that what we saw last week is a fluke. I think there's a real chance that he might be this year's Austin Eckler, with Jonathan Taylor being a more explosive Melvin Gordon behind a better offensive line. And at 5,700 and 5,300, like I said, this is not something I would normally say to do. I wouldn't normally say get two running backs from the same team, but I like what these guys bring at their value, what their possibilities are going to be. I think it's going to be centered around the running backs as far as the Colts offense goes. And then I wanted to go with a stack. I wanted to go Rodgers and Devontae Adams, which would have been a little bit chalk, but against Detroit, how could you not? But I decided to go with the cheaper option because Kyler Murray is $6,100 on DraftKings is a steal. I know Washington has a nice little front seven. I know they got a nice pass rush, but how is it any different than what they played against in the San Francisco 49ers last week? They're built the same way. No secondary with a pass rush. Kyler Murray's going to run, and he's going to have DeAndre Hopkins, who I stacked him with this week at $7,700, to probably, why wouldn't he get double-digit targets again? 
Who on Washington? Who on Washington's secondary are you afraid of this week? After they showed the rapport last week, he's going to be under duress again. The ball is going to be out of his hands quickly. You're going to get it to the guy who's going to get the most separation, who's going to be the most sure-handed. So I went with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins because a little bit cheaper of a stack than the Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams stack, which then I went down, and that allowed me to go with Amari Cooper at 6,300, which I I, I think wow. in its own right is also a steal. I, 10 catches for 81 yards against the Rams last week going up against the Atlanta Falcons this week. The foot thing that was cropped up earlier on in the week is a non-issue. They say he was never really in any danger. It was just a little bit of pain. They wanted to give him some time off. He's good to go. It proved last week, and I talked about this in my podcast show and the MD's Fan Football Show, the $20 man is supposed to be getting fed with Michael Gallup and CD lamb playing on the perimeter. Mari Cooper gets to play the inside. He gets to play for the, he gets to play for the biggest mismatch that you have from the secondary and there's nothing in Atlanta to stop him. So I love Amari Cooper this week, especially at $6,300. I think that's an absolute steal for him. And the reason I did not go Scotty Miller was because of this guy, Deontay Johnson at $4,500. People are so sour on him because of the muff punt. The muff punt has absolutely nothing to do with his wide receiver capabilities. Nothing whatsoever. He had 10 targets in that game. It could have just as easily been him in the end zone twice rather than Juju Smith-Schuster. This is a banged-up Denver Broncos secondary. They're starting two rookies on the perimeter right now. Ben Roethlisberger, he might not be 100%, but he's still better than Mason Rudolph or Duck Hodges back there. I like Deontay Johnson for at least eight targets in this game and what should be a plus matchup. Denver with Drill Casey now is much better against the run. With James Conner and Benny Snell, we don't know exactly when to get out of the running game, but I know Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuser are going to fed the ball. And at $4,500, I love Deontay Johnson in the PPR format. And then I went with a deep sleeper. <laughs> George Kittle's going to be out. So I went with Jordan Reed at $2,600 because why not? Why not? It's the Jets defense with a banged-up linebacker crew, a banged-up secondary. The 49ers are desperate, desperate for people to throw the ball to. Brandon Ayuk, the rookie wide receiver, is going to be the only guy who might be stealing targets from Jordan Reed, frankly. Jordan Reed took all the first-team practice reps this particular week. They already talked him up. They already talked about how he's going to be more involved in this team. There was talk about in the training camp how him and Jimmy Garoppolo started a rapport already. I that $2,600 for a tight end who arguably has at least what a 40% chance at eight targets minimum in this game against the Jets defense. Give me all of that at that cheap price. And I don't think anybody's, I think it's going to be a contrarian play because I don't think anybody's going to want to go that low at tight end position. So I will take that all day, every day in this matchup. This allowed me to go Ezekiel Elliott. So we're both going to have Ezekiel Elliott. I went with Ezekiel Elliott in the flex position this week. He's my number one running back on the week. It's too good of a matchup. They want to get him more involved in the passing game. They proved that last week. I don't see why this guy's not in line for 25 total touches or somewhere in that range, why he won't go for 100 yards and a touchdown minimum this game. So even though you got to pay up for Ezekiel Elliott at 8,200, it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. And then I picked up the Ravens defense at 3,600 because... I think Deshaun Watson showed last week that he's going to have to run for his life again all this season. And with the way the Baltimore Ravens defense looks, I don't like the, his odds to not turn over the ball and to not give up a bunch of sacks. So I took with the Baltimore Ravens at 3,600 this week. So that winds up being my DraftKings lineup. Chris, for DraftKings, before we move into FanDuel, who are some of your sleepers that you didn't wind up putting in your lineup this week? Real quick before we go into that, because I already got that pulled up, but 
You didn't mention what I wrote in the comments over here with your Jordan Reed business, little Homer action over here. Well, the reason I kind of ignored that is because anybody who actually listens to my show or knows me knows that I'm a self-loathing 49ers fan. I criticize them more than I praise them in any given moment. So everyone knows that I am not a Homer at any stretch of the means whatsoever. That's fair. And I just realized I didn't get to, I, I hid my defense from everybody. Not a big surprise that I went through, I went with the Rams defense, uh, for 2,800 bucks. Yeah, I mean, I'll give one stat, and this is from John June, my buddy uh, on Twitter. Follow his podcast, FF Dynast- or Diagnostics. Washington either had a sack, a quarterback hit, an interception, or a pass deflection on 54% of the Eagles' dropbacks last week, which is obviously it's only been week one, but that percentage was the highest in the league. And now – you got to deal with Aaron Donald, baby. I mean, boy, it's going to be rough for Carson Wentz. But some of my sleepers, Dan, um, I kind of mentioned some of them. Obviously, all my wide receivers are sleepers. But I'm going to give you two running back sleepers that I really have a good feeling for. Um, if you wanted to go you know, a little bit under that Jonathan Taylor price, which is ridiculous. I don't know why I didn't build my team around Jonathan Taylor at $5,700. But James Robinson at $4,400. He had 81% of the opportunity share. He carried everything for that team last week in the run game. One reception, one target. He ran three routes. He has a 35.5% juke rating. So the dude is – he's savvy. He's good. Let's see what he can do. And for 4400 bucks, you can stack some pretty good wide receivers on that team. Uh, and then after that, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna keep on going with that line. And then this is really probably unpopular, but Miles Gaskin, man, for $4,300. 46.4% opportunity share and a 13.3 target share. He had 100% balls thrown his way, caught four, four, four routes, 30% juke rate. So the kid's got some juice. So let's see what he can do too. Kind of both these flyers at running back is what I'm going to go with in a deep tournament for uh, DraftKings. Yeah, I like it. I got a running back and a wide receiver for you. I'll start off with the wide receiver, and that's Mike Williams at $4,200. Was very tempted to put him into the lineup. The Chiefs secondary is banged up at the moment. Figured the Chargers are probably going to have to come back from behind at some point. Uh, and Tyrod Taylor, if you showed anything last week, is that he was willing to throw the deep ball. He was willing to target Michael Williams down the field. He was one of the leader in air targets last week. So I like Mike Williams quite a bit there. Forty-two hundred for tournament plays. You want to get somebody who might be a big home run threat for this particular matchup. And the other guy was somebody who I wanted to wait on last week, but I feel pretty good going into this week, and that's Antonio Gibson at $4,300. I know we we got to see that Peyton Barber is going to be the red zone target, but or red zone carrier, but with Antonio Gibson, he's going to play more and more each given week. Against the Arizona Cardinals, the pass-catching back is usually going to be the guy who has more of the advantage against their safeties, against their linebackers in this particular matchup. And... J.D. McKissick showed that he's a bump and he belongs on the bench. I don't believe he's going to play that much this week. I expect Antonio Gibson to have a much higher target share going into this matchup. And because of his speed and his capabilities, we saw Raheem Mostert did against that defense. I wouldn't be surprised if Antonio Gibson himself was able to break off a big run in this matchup. So I didn't want to put him in my lineup, but he is somebody I had my eye on at $4,300 for DraftKings. So now we got that all out of the way. Hopefully, you guys are playing DraftKings. You got some good tidbits. Make sure, uh, Chris, I believe you shared the uh, link for the DraftKings contest in the comments. Or at least if you haven't, we'll get to that later on in the show. I will 
Make sure that. you guys go ahead and join the DC's DFS challenge on DraftKings to become eligible for the September contest of $100 giveaway to Championship Footballs. Dot com to compete against Chris and I. You got to win. You got to win to be eligible. And then we'll pick pick a name from the hat of the eligible winners for the month of September. There will be three in this particular month. All right. So moving on. Well, before we move on, actually, we got to give a shout out to one of our sponsors called Thrive Fantasy. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. Use promo code BELLYUP when you sign up today and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. So download the Thrive Fantasy app today on your Play Store. All right. So next up, we got to move into our FanDuel lineups. So go ahead, Chris, take us away on what you came up with this week. So very similar to DraftKings. The only two that I really switched out uh, or I upgraded, I, I would say, is my tight end from Jordan Akins to uh, Logan Thomas, man, from the Washington Redskins. They're playing the Arizona Cardinals, who last season couldn't guard a tight end for anybody. I mean, we're talking Ross Dwelly. We're talking big Montana from Seattle. Uh Jordan Akins himself, they couldn't cover anybody at tight end. So Logan Thomas is going to upgrade my tight end in this situation. And then I'm going to switch out. Um, I'm sorry. I'm going to switch out Russell Gage for Hollywood Brown. Uh, upgrade right there for that situation. Hollywood Brown's going to score at least once in this game, if not twice. Uh, the Houston secondary is young. And it just seems like they just can't get it together, even though it's my hometown team. Maybe I'm self-loathing like you, Dan, but, uh, you know, that defense is just really young. And those cornerbacks are smart, but this is not the season for them. So Hollywood Brown on them, boys. Oh, Keeping right. everyone else the same, though. Zeke, Henry, Patty, C-H, C-E-H. So, and the Rams defense, obviously. Okay, so you went with a lot of... I went with a pretty different lineup for FanDuel. I wanted to switch it up. Yeah. Um, and I decided I, I still want to go with a stack again this week. So my stack for FanDuel wound up being Matt Ryan and Julio Jones kind of going back the other way towards Dallas. I don't see why they're not going to be down a ton again in this game. I don't see why there's not going to be another high volume coming in the second half, especially between Matt Ryan, and Julio Jones. The Dallas secondary does not scare me at all. Uh, Julio's good to go. I know he cropped up on the injury report with a hamstring issue, but that something that they've kind of been dealing with the past few weeks and he is fine. He's good to go. He practiced in full on Friday. He should be fine. So I love Julio Jones and Matt Ryan. The other thing about them is you got to, you kind of have to pay up a little bit for that stack. So I think it will be a stack that will be a little bit of a contrarian play. Not everybody's going to go for it because of Matt Ryan at $7,700 and then you have Julio at $8,200. It's going to be hard to build another team around that, but I think I was managed able to do a pretty good job. The one guy kept the same with Jonathan Taylor. He's priced at 5800 on on FanDuel instead of 5700 on DraftKings, but pricing works a little bit differently anyway. And then I took your boy, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, in the FanDuel lineup at $8,000. I, I mean, Look, like you said, we didn't see him catch the ball. That is something that's going to be a big aspect of his game moving forward. I know the Chargers are not the best matchup in the world, but I don't expect him to get 20, 25 carries. It's not, expect, it's not what I expect his production to come off of anyway. The big thing for him is that even though he did not convert, and I have some questions about whether that will continue, he got the, tar, he got the red zone carries. 
So as long as that continues to be the case, as long as Andy Reid will give him that opportunity, I'm going to take him as a guy who could possibly get into the end zone at any given moment. Now, if he continues to not convert, we will see how long until Darrell Williams winds up taking over that role, and I do question that to some degree. But as of right now, he is the guy getting the opportunities in those situations. I did go with Marquise Brown just like you did because at 6,200, he's an absolute steal against the Houston Texans. He could go for 150 yards on four catches in a blink of an eye and I'm really be a nice home run threat. But then I was able to come back and I got Devontae Adams. I went wide receiver heavy in the FanDuel lineup at $8,600. I wanted to pay up for wide receivers. Give me the top of the top where I don't think a lot of people are going to be going for that. I mean, Adams, the, Adams might be this year's Michael Thomas. That's kind of what it's shaping up to be. He's clear-cut favorite target of the Green Bay Packers. If this week's going to be a big question for me. Are they going to continue to throw at the clip that they did last week, or is Matt LaFleur going to go back to his running ways? If they continue to let this be Aaron Rodgers' offense moving forward with a healthy Devontae Adams and an Aaron Rodgers who clearly has a chip on his shoulder right now and against a bad Detroit secondary, I don't see why he doesn't go for double-digit targets again in this game. That's why I like him at the $8,600 price. I don't think he's a safe bet at the $8,600 price, quite frankly. Still stuck with Amari Cooper in my flex is $7,000. And then I came back with Janu Smith, who was my other tight end. I thought about going to DraftKings, but I didn't. No A.J. Brown, Corey Davis. I'm not a believer in Corey Davis. Adam Humphreys isn't a red zone target. Janu Smith is a guy who very easily could go for four catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown minimum in this game, if not have a better game than that. I love him at the $4,900 price. Anytime I can pay down for a tight end, I'm going to do it because unless you get one of those top-notch guys, they're all pretty much a touchdown away from being a top-10 guy for the week. So I'd rather pay down at that position. And then I want the Arizona Cardinals defense because at the end of the day, Washington still does not have a ton of weapons. Their defense played pretty well against San Francisco last week. They were able to get, generate a few sacks. I don't see why they wouldn't be able to do that again this week. Haskins is usually good for a turnover or two. So I do like Arizona quite a bit this week. And that wound up being my uh, FanDuel lineup. So same thing, Chris. You know, yeah, some sleepers that you had for FanDuel that maybe didn't make your lineup, but you definitely would have some temptation to put in there. So I mentioned before we came on lot on on air that I was up real late last night and I was tossing and turning between the, you know, trust the process, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, and Tyrod Taylor in my lineup. And I was like, you know what? Not this week, guys. I need to see it right now. Cause if it doesn't happen this week, you're done. Everything done, Tyrod. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, then man. I don't like Tyrod this week though I just, unless he runs more which maybe he will this week maybe he will have to add a necessity that Chiefs pass rush is pretty is pretty for real so that's I, I don't necessarily love Tyrod unless he actually does take off and use his legs this week which like I said that could be a possibility in a matchup like this where they might have to spread out the offense a little bit more We'll see. I mean, if it's going to happen, it should happen this week. But, I mean, I got to see it at least one week. He looked so scared. Last week, he was ridiculous. So, he looked like he had... He it just, that, that offense was so vanilla. It was just... It was crazy. I don't know what the game plan was going up against the Bengals, who have absolutely no good. defense. But <laughs> the play calling itself was just very, very vanilla. Yes. Like, you knew what was going to... It was ridiculous. So Yeah. Uh, we, if you want to move on, we can move on to my uh, sure. my Bandle sleepers. Uh, I think Chaz might, oh, not yet, but so for FanDuel, obviously, like Dan mentioned, the, the price point is a little bit different. So I went with, I'm going to go with another run or another dual duo of running backs. I'm going to go for $4,600. I'm going to go with Benny Snell Jr. I know that James Conner had a full practice this week, um, but if anything is an indicator, if y'all follow Twitter, 
uh, or anything like that. You know that the sleeper bowl is pretty high and doubtful. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is one of the headliners for that league. And he recently picked up Benny Snell Jr. So not saying that James Conner isn't going to start this week, but I mean, Juju's out there every day with him. He knows what's going on. So I'm going to put a little bit of stock into the Benny Snell Jr. stuff. And at 4,600 bucks on FanDuel, I'll take a coin flip on that. And then I think. Yeah, I like, I like that a lot, actually. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, and I don't know if you mentioned this guy earlier. I, you might have, or maybe it was last week. But uh, Chase Edmonds at $5,000 on FanDuel, uh, he has his own standalone value. Obviously, we saw what he did last season, but then he did it again last week. So this should be a pretty good game for the Arizona Cardinals. And for $5,000, if you got to do another coin flip, I like Chase Edmonds in a, in a tournament play. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like both of those guys a lot. To your point, James Conner could go down at any given moment during this game, and Benny Snell takes over again. Uh, he'll look at the bulk of the carries. And then to Chase Evans, I love Chase Evans coming into this season. I stood all along that I thought he was going to somebody who's going to have flex value. I thought he was going to be more involved than people were letting on. That's why I wasn't big on taking Kenyon Drake super early in the second round because I knew there was a decent chance that we were going to see a good amount of Chase Evans this year. So I, I like that a lot too, especially against Washington. It's a game, I don't know if they'll blow him out, but they do have that possibility and he could take over in that second half, especially. And even if he doesn't, we saw that he's, They'll, they'll let him get in the red zone target. They'll let him work. And uh, I think part of it is because Kenyon Drake is was coming off of being nicked up from training camp, uh, maybe not quite into game shape. That happened to a couple of guys this week. Uh, Mark Ingram was one of those guys to me. AJ Green was one of those guys to me. Kenyon Drake was one of those guys to me. Like There were certain guys who just didn't quite look like they were maybe in as good a game shape come week one as they normally are, and maybe they just need a couple more weeks to get the conditioning going. But as long as that's definitely the case, I think Chase Edmonds is going to have to spell, uh, spell him and, uh, at a, enough of a rate where he should be a flex play, especially being a contrarian play there at $5,000 uh, for tournament leagues. I know we're still waiting for uh, Chaz to get on. I think we got a few more minutes until that happens. When we bring him on, we're going to be talking about our bets of the week. Uh, he talked about last week how he likes to bet live, and he'll have some tips for our our viewers here in just a few minutes on you know what's the best ways about going to do that and winning some money. And he'll talk about he went six and zero last week. Uh, so this is definitely somebody you want to listen to. Uh, listen to his advice. You're going to win some money on that. And we have our locks that we're going to be going over we we have our excuse me we have our upsets that we're going to be going over as well and uh and we'll have the giveaway that we're going to talk about so until then we do have another sponsor that i gotta give a shout out to it's called jazz sportsbook check out our newest sponsor jazz sportsbook and casino they have a ton of great features like same day payouts live streaming live betting and available 24 7 so when you use the promo code bus 150 for 150 percent free play up to one thousand dollars all you have to do is sign up and go to jazzsports.ag today. Man, I'm ready to win some money. I can't wait for tomorrow. I mean, Seriously. I saw Jazz and won $600 last week. That's nothing yeah. to shake a stick at right there, boy. Yeah, and uh, I was able to pull uh, down like about 100 bucks uh, on DraftKings last week. Uh, myself and, and not one of our lineups, a different lineup that I did uh, from the championship runs. And, you know, just this is one of the things like I love redraft. And that, that's that's where my podcast is mostly about on MD's Fantasy Football Show. 
that's what I kind of have my focus on. But being able to do DraftKings, being able to do this DFS show, it's just another way to enjoy fantasy football, another way to enjoy uh, being able to make some money from a week-to-week basis. So if you have a loser, you know, you might not be a loser that week. It's like, hey, you know what? It's all right, because I won, you know, 20 bucks or hopefully bigger money than that on DraftKings and on FanDuel. So that's one of the reasons why we uh, like to do uh, this show for for sure. Um, while we wait for Chaz to get on here, Chris, why don't you give me one of your lock picks of the week and we'll get him on in just a few minutes so one of my locks is not going to be very popular and maybe it's going to be popular uh i'm going to take the rams over the eagles man uh that eagles offensive line is just god awful what we saw last week uh they just hosted Devonte freeman so who knows if miles Sanders is actually at 100 percent? we saw what boston scott could do and they have no one to throw the ball to besides their tight ends uh i'm sure everyone has seen the picture of Carson Wentz just getting annihilated by the three or four defensive guys and his offensive lineman literally social distancing away and making sure that, oh, yeah, that's our quarterback. He's getting hurt right now and uh, because they know he's made out of glass. So, I mean, I'm going to take the Rams, Sean McVay, Jared Goff, my boys, Robert Woods, and Lil Cooper Cup. And hopefully Cam Akers uh, has a bigger showing this week over Malcolm Brown. But that's going to be my lock this week. Uh, I'm taking everything, the points, everything, whatever you want to throw at me. Uh, Rams over the uh, the 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 I'm sorry, the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> so let me ask you this. And it was actually a comment, and I was going to ha- ask the question already anyway from Ryan Hicks. With Lane Johnson coming back, with Miles Sanders coming back, I, I still like the Rams defense the way they match up. But this should be a different looking Eagles team heading into this matchup doesn't doesn't worry you at all what's the mismatch there in your mind i mean first i'm looking at aaron donald the dude is a he's hercules on the field he's unbelievable there's no one that you can comp him to there's no one that you can just lane johnson's in cool he's left tackle aaron donald plays all over that offense or that defensive line they can move him inside outside switch him opposite of lane johnson uh, if they want to but the big deal is Miles Sanders for me at running back position. I mean, he didn't play last week. He he participated in in practice, but I mean, until I see it on the field, uh, I'm I'm not going to put a lot of stock into that Eagles offense. Obviously, because they don't have a number one wide receiver as well. So I think that's big, I think that's the big thing. Zachers and Dallas Goddard are going to have to be the guys who move the change. I think the Rams are more equipped to protect against that this particular week. Not stout. Right, and not to mention that you can't really attack the Rams on the perimeter. You can attack them in the slot a little bit. Jalen Rager, Greg Ward might be able to have a bit of a mismatch, but that big play is not necessarily going to be there against the Rams like it should have been against Washington last week. I'll give you one of my lock picks of the week, and then hopefully have Chaz on after that. Uh, It's Dallas at minus four. You're going to give me minus 110 for Dallas minus four. The big difference for me in this game is that one, Dan Quinn is a crappy coach, and I give him a six-week over-under on whether or not he's fired. But I think the difference between the two is that while they both have really good offenses, Dallas does have a legitimate front seven in this game. They're going to be able to get pressure. They're going to be a difficult team to run on for the most part. And Atlanta just looks doesn't look didn't look any different to me than last year they did in week one. And I think Dallas also needs to come out with a chip on their shoulder because they lost last week in a tough one. Their offense was a bit more conservative than I think anybody really expected it to be. So I expect them to be ultra-aggressive in this game and be able to take 
over on that mismatch that's going to be presented to them in the Atlanta Falcons secondary. So Dallas at minus four for minus 110 odds. Give me that all day, every day. I'm going to feel great about making money uh, on that bet. Where are we at with uh, Chaz there, Chris? He's not in just yet. Um, don't know. Maybe, uh, do I need to send him an email or something? No, he should be coming on uh, any minute. While we wait, we still have we still have another lock pick that we can go through. Go ahead, Chris. Give me your other lock pick. If you can't see our comments right here, Ryan Hicks, our lead writer at Belly Up Fans, he has already spilled the beans. I'm going to go with the Bucks over the Carolina Panthers. Um, Tom Brady, if you the dude was embarrassed last week. I mean, he was sitting on the bench looking like someone just took his candy and told him that he was wearing something terrible. You know, like, just, it was just, like, bad. Mike Evans wasn't at 100%, but he still caught a touchdown. Yeah, you don't have Chris Godwin this week, but you got Scotty Miller. Maybe it's, maybe, whatever. <laughs> but I think that Tom Brady turns this around this week. He's going to find Gronk, OJ Howard, possibly. But I think Mike Evans has a big game because we saw what Mike Evans did last week. And that's probably his floor. I mean, that's definitely the floor with catching a touchdown, right? One catch, two yards, one touchdown. That's the floor. So I think that Tampa Bay takes this up a notch, and I think that they're going to win. Well, I think you're missing one big key to that game, to your point for your lock of the week, and that's Tampa Bay's defense looked really good to me. I know the Saints wound up putting up 30 points at the end of the day, but it wasn't a pretty 30 point. It was very ugly. Todd Bowles has that defense playing pretty well. Their corners or secondary look like it's ready to take the next step up in their development. They have a pretty good front seven. You can't run on this front seven, but the one defense that tends to bottle up Christian McCaffrey, take away the best weapon of the Panthers. And that blitz with, with Devin White in the middle, those guys are just, they're bringing the pressure. I don't see why they don't do that again against Carolina. Carolina's offensive line is very suspect, especially to exotic blitzes. Uh, so I think the big key is not even so much what Tampa Bay's offense can do to Carolina's defense. I think it's going to be Tampa Bay's defense is going to give Carolina a lot of fits and going to be playing a lot of this game behind the line of scrimmage. So to your point, that's a big reason why I think Tampa Bay is pretty much a lock to win this game. Did you see, uh, I, I think I missed it here. What were the odds on that game? What was the line? I'm sorry, let me pull it up. Seven, negative seven on them, boys. All right, and it was it a minus one hundred five, minus one ten, minus one hundred five, yeah, so minus one hundred five for Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's almost even money at minus seven. I'll I'll take that. I definitely think they win this game by at least two scores uh, pretty easily. So I do like that lock bet by you. I'll give you I my second. I was also looking this up from last week. Uh, I even said last week. I was like, I'm not. I'm gonna. I might fade Kamara because of what Tampa Bay did to CMC last week or last year, and let's see what they can do this week. Uh, because I think CMC what scored under 15 points against them both times last year. Correct. So you're right about those exotic defenses and that suspect offensive line. The other one, the other lock bet that I have for the week is actually an over under. It's the Jets 49ers game. The over under on that is 41 and a half. No chance does that game go 41 points. Look, between the injuries going on with the San Francisco offense, between the I don't even know I, I don't even know who the Jets are going to use offensively. I, I don't even know how they're going to move the ball in this game. I, I don't see how this game is highest 20 to 10, highest 30 points. I would be shocked if this game got into the low 40s. 
I I'm going to take the 41 and a half. I'm going to take the under all day, every day. That is another one of my lock bets of the week. This is going to be an ugly game with the 49ers and the Jets coming up on the East Coast. Plus, if it was in San Francisco, I would say there's maybe a chance because it would be in San Fran, but they're having to go from coast to coast to the Jets. It's just going to make that 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 much more conservative of a game plan, in my uh, opinion. And I think the one thing the Jets can sort of, sort of stop is the run to some degree. So I don't think the 49ers are necessarily going to just run all over them in this game, which would be the only real effective way that I think they're going to be able to score uh, in this matchup. So, yeah, give me the under on 41 and a half on the Jets and the 49ers all day, every day in that matchup. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can see this game going like 9-12 or some crazy stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I was shocked. I mean, so when, when they're doing these odds, they usually have to do them for the first couple of weeks. So they kind of got stuck doing 41 and a half for this game. Uh, that makes sense. But, it's just with all the injuries. I mean, there's I just I just don't see a scenario unless there's some crazy turnovers. I mean, which is possible in this game, but that no, there's no there's no way. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna feel pretty good about that. Are we still waiting? We're still waiting on Chaz. If we're so still we're waiting, still- why don't you go ahead and you said you had an upset pick for me? Why don't we Why don't we go to that? I do, and our commenter Ryan Hicks, lead writer for uh, Belly Up Fantasy, is not gonna like this at all. My upset of the week is going to be the Raiders over the Saints, Ryan Hicks. Uh, I know you love Drew Brees and all the boys down there in NOLA, but I'm going to go with John or with uh, John Gruden. And How many points are you getting, Chris? How many points are you getting for that game? Oh, how many points? Uh, five and a half. Five and a half. That's low. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Keep, keep going with your analysis. <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> I just think, you know, with the New Orleans Saints missing Michael Thomas. Your number one guy is now Manny Sanders. You got Traquan Smith. Um, Jared Cook probably sees an uptick. And then obviously Kamara. But that Raiders defense is wily. I mean, Jonathan Abrams is good. And now you got Jonathan Abrams not having to worry about a big old Michael Thomas. You know, obviously he's a safety. But now he gets to fit that run. And now maybe you see a little bit more pressure on Kamara. Maybe a little bit more pressure on Drew Brees, even though he's calm, cool, and collected. Uh, but I just think the Raiders take this game over. And Josh Jacobs, again, man, one of my top four running backs this season. I think he takes this game over and just keeps on going. Who also, Josh Jacobs, leads the NFL in, uh, what's it called? Not Jukes. Not Run Jukes. Is it Jukes? I don't know what you're going Evaded for. So tackles. I don't know. Evaded tackles. Evaded Six tackles. or 17 yeah. CMC has 16, so Josh Jacobs, my guy. I'm always going to bet on my guys, so that's going to be my upset of the week. Sorry, Ryan. Ooh, that's a bold upset. Can we go with that being a bold upset? That has to be a bold upset. Look, you can't run on the Saints defense, plain, plain and simple. You can't. You can't. That's, I don't know how good of a game Josh Jacobs is going to have. Real quick, I don't know. Can we say this about, or I didn't say this last year because I played him, but the Chicago, the Chicago Bears defense, you can't run on them, and then what did Josh Jacobs do? Put 100 yards up against some boys last year. So maybe Josh Jacobs just says the incredible, right? I'll let you continue. I'm sorry. Ugh, yeah, I don't know about all that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't see the matchup there. Henry Ruggs may not even be 100% for this game. He did come back to practice today, but he had missed the last two days as well, coming back from that knee injury he sustained during week one. 
I just don't know what kind of firepower they have. This Saints defense is very good. I don't see why Alan Kamara shouldn't be able to do what he needs to do. I don't see why Jared Cook shouldn't be able to do what he needs to do. Yes, the Saints play a little bit more conservatively offensively. Yes, sometimes they won't put up as many points on the road. Uh, but five and a half is the, if it was at seven, I would say you I would say you have something if you were at seven. Five and a half is not enough for me to really feel good about the Raiders. But we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um mine's not really a big stretch as far as an upset pick goes. But technically, if you go by the line, it is still an upset if you pick them to win outright. And that would be the Minnesota Vikings to win outright at plus 150 over the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. I don't I was shocked that they are the Colts are a minus three in this game. It is in Indianapolis, so that, that probably is, has to be the reason why. Uh, but the Minnesota Vikings, no matter what their woes were last week, this is still a much more talented team than the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it wasn't just a team that looked like they got caught off guard against the Jacksonville Jaguars. This looked like a team that maybe just isn't as good as a lot of people thought they were, especially defensively. And the one guy who I didn't think was very good this entire time knew he wasn't going to be an upgrade. And that was the signing of Phil Rivers. Phil Rivers is done. His arm looked shot last week. He had two horrible interceptions, a number of underthrown balls outside of that. He doesn't look any different than he did last year when he tries to throw the ball deep, which is pretty much close his eyes and throw it straight up in the air and pray that it gets to wherever it is that he's trying to throw it to. I am not loving the Colts this week. Uh, and the, with the Minnesota Vikings, that line being a plus 150 for them to win outright, give me the Vikings outright in that game. I see no reason why Dalvin Cook should not be able to control the game. Remember, Green Bay dominated time of possession last week. I don't believe that will be the case this week. They should be able to lean on Dalvin Cook, lean on that running game the way that they typically would want to. And while that Minnesota defense is missing a lot of pieces, I trust that Mike Zimmer will be able to get his defense to at least not give up the big play. And as long as they keep Philip Rivers and that Colts offense in check, and then as long as they're able to squeeze them to some degree, I do believe the Vikings offense should be enough for them to win that matchup, even on the road. So at 150, I definitely like the profit that you are faced with when you get to pick the Minnesota Vikings in an outright win. I love it because yeah, I mean, Philip Rivers terrible. <laughs> Just terrible. <laughs> I got so annoyed because everybody wanted the crap on Jacoby Brissett throughout the off season. I'm like, listen, Numbers-wise, they were pretty much the same, and at least Jacoby Brissett is a guy who is young and could possibly still improve. Phillip Rivers is only heading down at this point in his career. Exactly. And then if y'all ever watch us, Belly Up Fancy Live, you know that one of our guys, Tom, hates Phillip Rivers. Call him the noodle arm. Well, he does. Yeah, that that shot put that shot put form that he has no longer holds up anymore. That's That's pretty much what it boils down to. Not at all. Still waiting on Chaz. He's probably winning some money somewhere. Probably collecting his his winnings. Yeah, he's probably catching out right as we speak. Honestly, uh, after the college games earlier today. Yeah. Um, you have another pick for me, Chris? I do, actually. I thought you did. Go ahead. You know, I've got the uh, I've got the Arizona Cardinals over the Washington Football Team. I don't know if we covered that, but I mean, no, we didn't, we didn't talk about them as far as betting on what's, what's the line on that game. So seven minus seven on them boys, uh, to the cards and one, I'm sorry. Let me pull that number up. I don't want to give you incorrect information. Let's see. 
I would be more prepared for this, but I did most of this at my father-in-law and mother-in-law's house and outside by the pool. We are at a 45 and a half over under seven points to the cards. Oh, Chaz is here to bail me out. Saved by the bell. Let's add him <laughs> in. There's the man, the myth, the legend. You collecting your winnings from all the college football today. How'd it go? Well, you know, in my office, you're facing my desk. So I got my TV, got my two monitors, and I got my phone. So I got four things going. And I'm doing real well. I've had a good week. I've had a good week. I'm going to think about it. You give them money. They give you tickets. You give them back the tickets. They give you more money than you had when you started. And and I had some hot dogs. I had a couple of beers, you know. Do either of you guys play golf? Yeah, I do. How, how much does it go for a round of golf? If you leave your house and you go with your buddies and you do what you normally do, and I know because I used to play golf, how much are you going to drop? I, oh, mean, I mean, well over $150, easy. And I stunk, so I would lose on the betting too, the skins, you know, the skins. <laughs> I played golf every week for a long, long time. I have one success story, one, but my shoulder blew out and I don't play anymore. Uh, that's a shame. All right, so six and zero is pretty good. Yeah, Super. I was just about to get to that. So you went you went six and zero last week. Uh, yeah, so what's, some, really, what's some things you're looking I'm at for this week quit. for us? I actually wrote a resignation letter. Was going to submit it, <laughs> and I would just end the season perfect. <laughs> that right, I mean, go out while you're out on top. So, Chaz, I mean, nothing, what, what are you looking at for this week? What's what's some of the tips that you no, got for this week? There is nothing I can do but go down. <laughs> yeah, uh, valid. Yeah. Okay, so 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 did you guys see the video? Yes. Yes. Okay. The very Amazing. great promotional video that you last put together for us. Right. Last week's picks were six in a row. This week there are sixteen in a row. Okay. Here's what happened. I couldn't tell. I don't have best bets. I, I you know that whole confidence pool thing? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, I guess that would kind of be how I, I I look for what's the best way for me to, to win money in this. And then I couldn't separate them out. So I said, well, here's a, I got thirty one hundred dollars now because I had twenty five when I started. Now I got six hundred more. Thirty one hundred dollars allows me to play a lot of bets. I am going to bet today one thousand five hundred and thirty dollars of our bankroll. Ooh. All right. okay, so here's how we're going to do it. If you're listening or you want to come back and get it later, I'm not going to worry about what the lines are. I'm just going to tell you what I got, okay? Because as you know, Saturday, they give you the 105 juice a lot, a lot of sports books. Mm -hmm. I use joinuwager.com. I've been using them forever for two reasons. They grade really fast, which, at you know, when those 4 o'clock games are kicking off on the West Coast and right. you're waiting for the 1 o'clock game to cash so you can have that money to bet again? It's important yeah. that they cash quick, you know, and then they give me my money fast. I literally got my money once in like an hour and 15 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Because it was Bitcoin. Bitcoin's pretty fast. Right. Yeah. So we're going to just read them down. We okay. got Green Bay. We got uh, Carolina, the team title over and over for the game. That's We'll talk about that a little. We got Kansas City, Baltimore. And then I heard you talk in New Orleans. We got New England team total over and New Orleans team total over. So we have seven plays, but 
four of them we can parlay. Remember last week we couldn't parlay because they were team totals. So right. we're also going to do a parlay. Now, those are all to win $100, which means – so uh, I'll give you one like Carolina team total over for the game is 20 and a half, but it's plus 112, so I only give them 100. And if I win, I get 112 back, whereas the Kansas City for the game at, at uh, Chargers is minus eight and a half at minus 110. So if I lose, I lose 110. Right. So that total is 1,500. And then, or, or, or no, that's uh, 1,530 is the, with the parlay. So what I told you guys in that video is important. If they tell you don't play parlays, they're an idiot. Don't listen to another thing they say. They've lost all their credibility because parlays are for when you have that unique opportunity. And we've all had it where you sweep the board. Right. So we're using... We're betting two $25 parlays with the four teams we can, the four bets that aren't team totals. And we're going to do it for the first half in the game. It returns 13 to 1. So for 25 bucks, we get 300 That's like winning three bets. So if you think about all your bets are $100, and at the end of the day, you hit one of those parlays, and guess what, guys? Sometimes you hit the first half parlay, and then you lose the game. Everybody else is pissing and moaning. I saw a guy complaining about the Navy game, okay? You got if you're on the wrong side, you got to use live action to get out of that side. If you had, if you lost that Navy game today, you know the game I'm talking about, right? Yes. Yeah. 24 points is a big comeback, which we all agree. And if you had them at that point, they're probably what 15, 20 to one. I would think maybe more. I don't know. Minimum, don't yeah. Bet, yeah, I don't bet teams that are 24 points down there often. Right. Um, but if you had the other team, you should at least cash for the first quarter. You should have cast for the first half. And then all of a sudden, that stress of the game. So when you hit a first half parlay, guys, oh, you, you're floating for the second. Yeah, whatever. You're up. So that's kind of how we're going to do it. So you'll see uh, I'll have that printout just like I do. I did for last week. And we'll keep track of it every every week. And uh, we'll see how, how far up we can go. But, again, when you're dealing with, I think it was 3%, a little over 3% of my revenue or my bets tomorrow are on parlay. So it is a small fraction. I'll go up as high as 10, 15%. And again, I found that the amount of parlay percentage is equal to the IPA level in the bears. The one that have the chalkboards up there with all the alcohol levels. The yeah. higher that number is the stupider things I do. <laughs> now, you know the chalkboard places, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, that stuff, if you put your spoon in the bear, it sticks up. Your spoon don't go anywhere. It's like it makes Guinness <laughs> wish it was a light bear. <laughs> well, so I'm I mean, pretty excited. I'm pretty excited. Like the Raiders, like Chris yeah, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty excited about, uh, about, uh, about winning last week. I, I can't tell you. I got me through the week. I had a pretty good week, but that got me through the week. Because, again, you just don't go 6-0 very often. No, uh, six and zero would get me. Uh, six and zero would probably get me through a couple of weeks, not just one week. <laughs> well, just so you know, I I still have more money in my account today than when I started last week. So I, I'm playing with house money, and I'm trying to grow that bankroll as well. You know, heck yeah. Well, with these seven picks, I like them a lot for this week too. Why don't we talk about a little bit? Uh, you wanted to talk about that Carolina game. Why don't we get into that a little bit? Well, then the reason is this: if you like Team A. And the point spread is five. And you think they're going to be one, win by more than five. You have to say to yourself, do I think that they're going to win by more than five and the other team's not going to store, score? And all of a sudden, 
that's where you start getting those six bets a game.com. And that was our, that was, that's our big deal. These, all this information comes from the easy sports data.com, which are the data files that we create from scratch. And we use Don best, you know, so everybody knows Don best. They're a big help. And then we also have the other side of it, which is when you bet, it's not just who you bet, but it's how you bet. And that's the, the six bets a game. So between the easy sports data.com and the six bets a game.com, I do pretty well. And, uh, and that's, that's a situation where I like the over. And the reason I like the over, I'll tell you exactly why, because I've got my notes written down and I'm not that drunk. So I can probably read them. All right. Here they Same for the middle. It, it says, it says here, uh, Carolina in all their games in the last eight games, they scored 29 points or more in eight straight games. So that means anything they did last week is included in that. I look for stuff that is the same as last time. If I'm looking for your team, because I realize teams are totally different. Coaches are totally different. But the stuff they do, the culture, the way they play football, unless there's a coaching change, is the same. And I look at data. For, it's got to be at least our rule in our – we had a guy pay – we paid a guy to put this together for us. If it doesn't have 75%, no, three or more or 80%, we don't look at it. We don't want nothing to do with it because they're bouncing back and forth. Occasionally, you'll see other situations, but then I looked, and, and on the road, they're allowing 26 points plus in five of six. Tampa Bay is allowing 28 overall in the last three. 28 points is a lot of points. You win almost every football game, I would imagine. You score 28 points. Not always, but a lot of them. And that's three for three. But listen to this. At home, Tampa Bay has allowed 27-plus points in 10 of 11. What does that have to do with Tom Brady? That has nothing to do with Tom Brady. So I like the over. And then I looked at it and I said, wow, all Tampa Bay does is allow. All Carolina does is score. Let's go with the Carolina team total over just in case. Okay. That's how we did it. And so I'll do that. I'll do that often. Yeah, like I said. Do you guys have an, well, do, do you guys have an opinion on that game? Did I miss it? Uh, we talked yeah, a little bit. We can, we can reiterate, though. My big thing for that game was that I liked what I saw at Tampa Bay's defense last week. I, I know they wound up still giving up about, what was it, 34 points to the Saints, ultimately. But that team looked ready to go under Todd Bowles. I think their blitz packages are going to be very hard for that Carolina offensive line to be able to pick up. I think they're going to be in the backfield, uh, going to be behind the line of scrimmage quite often in that game. Teddy Bridgewater is going to be under duress quite a bit in that game. Christian McCaffrey tends not do as well against Tampa Bay, uh, historically speaking, over the past couple of years. So I believe going into this game, there's going to be a get-right game for Tampa Bay to some degree. And I really, don't, I, I believe that Carolina wasn't going to score more than 20 points heading into this matchup as, as a result to that, uh, just because of what I've seen out of the defensive scheme for Tampa Bay after last week. I think their guys really take the next step up. Uh, in that developing secondary. So that would, that would be my one caveat to it being uh, as high of a, score, a scoring game as you are suggesting. But I, like you said, it's still you can still hit the big play with Robbie Anderson. You can still hit the big play with Curtis Samuel. There is some leeway there, especially when it comes to the backside corner of Tampa Bay as we're speaking right now. But that would be my, that would be my two cents as far as that game. And the number you named is right there. I mean, the over on there is 20 and a half. Right. I need 21 points. I get 21 points. I don't care. I turn the game off. 
But yeah. usually, if you get 21 points, you're not guaranteed. Like we said, 28. You're almost always winning 28. 21 doesn't make you win all the time. No. But it'll keep you in the game. It'll keep you in the game. Right. And there yeah, could be some garbage time. I had if Tampa's up by a couple of scores, we might see some prevent defense on their part, and there could be some garbage time that will help them get to that total. That's completely possible as well. And turnovers, anything. And, you know, that's yeah. the bottom line is. McCaffrey, we have to admit that anytime he touches the ball, he could be gone. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and so, you know, things like that. But I'll tell you, in that whole uh, what's the world we live in where everybody gets a trophy, you know, that kind of world. That's what betting overs is like. You root for everybody. Oh, Tom, good. Oh, defense, good. Because <laughs> you, you just need points. And it really it took my wife a few years to get to the whole understanding. And I'll, I'll never forget. We were at we were a little Italy here in San Diego. And we're at the Irish place. On Sunday, it's crazy. You know, it's when soccer's on, it's insane. But it's pretty crazy on NFL Sunday. And the lady comes up to my wife and says, we have to ask. And there's like two groups behind them. They all have their different colors. One's blue and one's red, you know. Who's your husband rooting for? We couldn't figure it out. <laughs> she looks at she goes, he has the over. Because I was rooting for everybody. <laughs> and, Everyone's you know, I'm a dad. So I'm a dad. I like to root for people, you know. All right. You get a touchdown. You get a touchdown. Everyone gets a touchdown. Yeah, exactly. We'll go home happy. What do they call it? <laughs> Everybody gets a trophy, you know? I forget what they call it. Participation trophy? Yeah, there you go. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. So, so did you guys win your did you guys win your contest last week? We did not. We actually placed uh, a second and third, Chris, or was it third and fourth? Uh, we had Yaya 6363 came in first place. Bravo Mike um, came in. Yes. Well, we had so talked we, about, you know, would you uh, have some competition? But I, honestly, even if you yeah, got like six guys, the fourth and third and fourth is pretty good. Pretty respectable for the experts. Pretty respectable. And, you, you know, know they, we, we want people to win this contest. We want people to be eligible. So it was definitely good to see. Uh, so we have our first eligible contestant for the DraftKings DC's DFS Challenge. Uh, that's presented by you and Championship Trophies. Uh, championshipfootballs.com, excuse me. Uh, do you want to speak to that and whatever? Uh, I know you have some other contests yes. going on oh. this week as well. Oh, I forgot. We have, remember, that every week we, we introduce something we never knew before, right? That's right. For the first right. time, for the first time in history on this show, on DC's DFS Challenge Show, we're announcing a reissue. We've never, ever reissued a football. When we sold out, they were gone forever. Yeah, and we are reissuing the Clemson ball. It is on sale tomorrow. Wow, oh, that's a big one. We have that's had a, a lot of phone calls. So you go to our website, championshipfootballs.com, and it says, "Sorry, it doesn't say out of stock." It says, "Sorry, we're running low on these. Could you call the toll free?" And this way, we get to talk to them and figure out, you know, what we're doing with it. And it says that for all the balls. So sometimes we say, "Yeah, we're never going to get that again," but. The Clemson and the Alabama, we had so many people calling that we reissued the Clemson and the Alabama is next. And, it, you know, it, it'll make 2020 for some fans. It'll pick them up. They didn't get it the first time. They missed out. And, and you know what? They're their team. And, and we're excited. So yeah, that again. could be one of the balls that gives you guys two more choices for the gift card winner. Absolutely. So, again, that's championshipfootballs.com. You can go ahead and see. You can check that out. Um, but like you said, we had the contest going, so maybe you could win it and get that hundred bucks knocked off of that price and get you, get your football. Uh, so yeah, make sure you guys check that out. And remember it's on DraftKings only. I wish you could do it on FanDuel. FanDuel is so weird. 
Uh, but we just talk about it because they, they still give out a ton of prizes as well. So we want to make sure people can win on every facet that they possibly can. But yes, DraftKings, DF, DC's DFS Challenge, the link. Chris, I believe you shared the link in the comments for both Facebook and Twitter. So you guys can go ahead and check that out. We'll repost that again tomorrow morning uh, to make sure you guys can always go ahead and click on the link. And like I said, it's up to 200 people. So it sky's the limit as far as the amount of people that want to come and join this contest and compete to be an eligible winner for the $100 gift certificate. Uh, Chaz, before we let you go, there, I don't know if you know this, but starting next week, this show is actually going to be going live on the air from the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Uh, I believe starting next week, they are out of Long Island. They are giving us the opportunity to get in front of their audience a little bit. So if you're going to be back with us again next week, we are going to be live on the air in a lot of places. Well, just so you know, the, uh, a mythical bankroll runs for the entire season. <laughs> I, can be, I, can, I, I can go negative. It's a, you're allowed to go negative. You've probably seen them if, you, if you've ever gone any place that has horse racing. In the sports section, one of the local riders will do a mythical bankroll where every day at Saratoga or Del Mar or any racetrack, they'll make their plays and they'll say, hey, I won this, you know. So, so we're going to be here to the end, even if I'm 35,000 in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> it's mythical. <laughs> but, but do realize every play I give you has second half Chaz money on it, real money. I would not give you a play. I'm not betting myself. And that's why we love having you on the show. Before we let you go, is there anything else that you want to tell everybody or where to find you at one more time? Well, I, again, I, I just want to say, you're doing a show. You call yourself experts. You sound like you know what you're doing. And that's what I listen to more. I, don't, I listen to what you say, you know, not what you do. Because right. I watch what you say, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a feel for it. And third and fourth is really, really good. You should be proud well, of yourself. You. I'll be proud oh, yeah, of myself so you know when I win. Yeah, here, here's the thing. SportsBettingWeeklyLive.com. This year, we're really following the season. So we talked with a guy that was 9-1 and one to start our show this week. And then we okay. talked to a guy that was 9-1 and one to finish the show. We have, <laughs> remember, we've been doing this for seven years. We got handicappers all over the Technically all over the world because Paolo is from Greece and he lives in Canada. So we get to say, technically, we get to say handicappers from all international. over the world. International. He works. International. Yeah. But they're very, these guys are good. I'm talking they're good. And we go back and forth throughout the week. I text with, with dozens of them, uh, on, especially on the live plays. The live plays have been going real well for me. And um, and so, yeah, so you could always go to sportsbettingweeklylive.com. That'll take you to our very last show this week. It is, of course, the September 19th. NFL week two show. However, those picks that I gave you are exclusive to this show. Well, we really, wow. we really, really appreciate that Chaz. Absolutely. And I know our viewers appreciate that. And hopefully we get some more feedback. Heading yeah, money talks. More people, money are, uh, talks. You know, we'll more people are winning money. That's what this show is all about. Whether it's by DFS or by betting either way, we're here to help you guys win some money. Chaz, thank you. We'll see you again next week. Live on the air. Yeah, and like I said, we'll put out the results of, of the mythical bankroll you know, sometime Tuesday or Wednesday, and hopefully it's going up, up, up. We'll take it all day, every day. Take it easy, my all man. Right, buddy. Thanks. Have a good day, guys. As always, Chaz, full of energy, full of great advice. 
And I hope I hope we keep having him come back all season long. It seems going to be he's going to be interested in doing that. So he's definitely a big uh, aspect of this show, being able to have him on and his betting tips. Like I said, he's been doing this for a really long time. He's a really great guy to follow. That's going to wrap it up for today's show. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. Chris, tell everybody where to follow you and tell them about the Belly Up Fantasy Live show on Tuesday night. Man, y'all can always follow me at Aggie Kappa Sig, my little moniker down there. Uh, I'm usually always on Twitter on the Belly Up Fantasy account or my own personal account. Uh, like Dan mentioned, every Tuesday we're live, or we were brand new to Dan too. We're going to move to Wednesdays to accommodate Ryan Hicks. Uh, but we're going to move to Wednesdays and we'll be live every Wednesday on Belly Up Fantasy on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, giving you the plays of the week, matchups, waiver wires, things like that. There's me, Tom, Billy, Ryan. We run it all. Uh, and then also, obviously, this show on Saturdays, big things coming for me and Dan. Uh, and then on Sunday mornings, uh, if you just want to tune in, you know, get a Bloody Mary or a Mimosa, sit down and get your, uh, you know, your start sits on with me, man. Send questions over to me. I'm going to answer them in real time. Uh, I try to answer everything as possible, as quickly as possible. So, um, check that out, man. Uh, really like what we're doing here at Belly Up Fancy Live. Dan is our president, our, you know, he's everything. He, he makes everything click up, makes everything happen. So we couldn't be doing all this without Dan. So Dan, take it away, brother. I appreciate that, man. Well, real quick though, what time on Wednesday night? Oh, say we'll be at the same time at eight or uh, seven thirty, eight thirty, uh, Eastern for you guys. Uh, we're going to keep it pretty similar. Just have to move it over a day uh, because we're a family over here and you know, we want everyone to be a part of everything. So Ryan, shout out to you, man. We're going to move it over for Wednesdays for you, brother. That would be great. We'll all be looking forward to that this week. Uh, you can always check me out at Show on both Facebook and Twitter. Follow me for those player news update notifications on Twitter, especially we, I am also available on Sunday mornings um, for the start sick questions or trade, I mean, any fantasy football question you possibly have. Uh, I'm not live like Chris is, but I am active on Twitter and on Facebook for any last minute decisions that you may have. Next, and then, uh, of course, this Monday, Tuesday, we will be back with our podcast, our recap podcast, and then, of course, our waiver wire podcast. But then Thursday, the MD's Fantasy Football Show will be live on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network at 12 o'clock from 12 to 1 on both Thursday and Friday. So I'm very excited for that. That's going to kick things off as far as our Belly Up partnership goes. Because uh, that's pretty much what happened is Belly Up partnered with the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And uh, this show and the MD's Fantasy Football Show are the first fruits from that relationship, basically. So Really excited about that. We're going to talk to you guys again next week. Hopefully when you guys a little bit more money, everyone, good luck and have fun tomorrow watching the football games and be safe. Peace out.